Yo, Mike. Mike, check one, two. Please tell me what it do. What's going on with y'all niggas, man? And y'all bitches. And y'all kings and queens. What's up, y'all? Welcome in, Mel. Welcome in to another beautiful episode of Mornings with Omar. And I'm your host, man. It's your boy here. You know, just call me O. Just call me Old Meezy for short. And I know that Old Meezy can't possibly be short for Omar, but I'm here to tell you that it is. So thank you for tuning in. This is your first time listening. You know, welcome in. I appreciate you for checking me out. If you're a returning listener, you already know the vibes, man. You know what we do here. It's Friday. Happy Friday. We here to have a good time. Celebrate life, get some shit off, spit some facts, give some opinions, and we're gonna take things up, man. You know what I mean? This is only the beginning. Like I said, man, happy Friday. Hope everybody's doing good, feeling good, looking good. You know the fucking vibes. Like I said, man, yo, it's a beautiful time to be alive. We celebrating, we got our cups full. Yeah, I mean, a cup of whatever, whatever you sipping on, a cup of water, a cup of mud, a cup of that that good drink, whatever your choice of drink is, man. Just you know, sip slow, sit back and relax, and you know, let's just vibe out. You know, we ain't gotta be too serious, man. If it's if it's morning, good morning to you. You know, if you're hearing this in the afternoon, good afternoon to you. And guess what? You guessed it. If it's the evening, good evening to you. Whatever time of the day is, I just hope you 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 in a cool, comfortable place. Cause we, I hope you got some time to kick back and relax, or you know, be productive in the background and just you know, listen and and see what's going on out there, man. If if you need to feel on your way to work or Commuting somewhere, you know, safe travels to you. If you at home just waking up, you know, make sure you get that that sleep out your eye and go brush your teeth, stretch, you know, get something light to eat, maybe some fruits and veggies, drink some warm water. They say cold water is bad for you. It's probably true. I don't know, but I drink it warm regardless, whatever they say. But, yo, for real, man, like I said, man, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for being here. You could be any in, anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate you. Mornings with Omar. I think we are at episode, are we at eight? Um, we're at nine. Episode nine. We are moving along. Listen. Happy Black History Month. We almost near the end. This is the last week. The last weekend of Black History Month. So, you know, let's let's celebrate right. Let's continue to uh pay homage to those that came before us. Celebrate their lives and the things that they accomplished and contributed to this beautiful world and society. You know, this place that we call home cuz we here in America, you know, and that's just how we give it up. You know, we we going to celebrate these things. 
Uh, yo, listen, the month's almost over. February, y'all know what it is. This is the short month. And man, did it feel like it. We damn right at the end. I hope everybody, you know, kind of game plan for this coming month and is ready to tackle that. I hope, you know, everybody was able to accomplish things that they need to accomplish throughout this month, you know, the love month, Black History Month. Um, and that's the only really relevant things here. So outside of that, you know, like I said, hope everybody was able to just, you know, keep planning and preparing and achieving goals and staying focused on whatever they need to stay focused on. Real shit. Real shit. Listen, man, uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing good. By the time y'all hear this, listen, I'm on the road. I'm taking a nice little trip this weekend, actually for the next couple weeks. And hopefully y'all can get an episode from me next week. But I'm going to be still road tripping for like the next week and a half, maybe two weeks. And I got to find a way to... uh, you know, deliver this content to y'all, but really, I'm getting, I'm taking a nice little break away from everything, um, so, if I don't give y'all an episode next week, then, you know, y'all gonna get a lot of bonus footage and stuff like that, that y'all can probably check out on my YouTube page, cause, you know, I ain't gonna make it, I ain't gonna make y'all pay for it, you know, we just getting to know each other, so, you know, we gonna give this up. The real way. Y'all support me. I support you. You know, you want to see me win and I want to see y'all win too. So I'm going to just give y'all some some photos and videos of what I'm out here doing in the world. But y'all will, y'all don't worry about that this week. That's some next week stuff. But yeah, man, let's get to it. Let's see what we're going to jump right into. I feel like a lot of stuff's been going on. A lot of stuff's been happening. And... I don't even know where to start for real, because it's just, it's been a lot. Um, so much, so much, so much. I I truly don't know where to start. Let's let's start with rest in peace. Um, let's get this out the way. Rest in peace to Maude Arbery, whose deathversary was here a couple days ago. Uh, it's been a year since. He was murdered by some racist and prejudiced Caucasians uh, down in Georgia who was who had uh, ties to the police. And rest in peace to that king, man. Long live Ahmaud Arbery. Um, you know, I'm I'm happy that you know prayers out to Tiger Woods who. Recently had a car accident and had to get surgery. Um, I think he suffered like a broken leg or a broken ankle or something. Something crazy like that. Uh, so prayers out to Tiger and his family, you know, praying for a speedy recovery. Uh, I feel like there was some some other stuff that's, uh, let me see. Um... I feel like I'm missing somebody else that that may have passed, and 
you know, my apologies. It's, like I said, it's been a lot going on, man, and uh, there's been a lot of stuff just in the news, and I'm trying to keep up with it all and, you know, cover all the topics and not keep y'all here too long. So, you know, I'm going to do my best to just, you know, try to touch on some good things and, and you know, relive some shit with y'all. So, you know, uh, listen, man, uh, in this world, let's, let's start with some basics, basic things, basic concepts. Obviously, everybody has opinions, right? And everybody's entitled to their own opinion. And I'm not here to tell y'all how y'all should think, how you should see things. Um, and yeah, that that's really that. So, you know, but you also have to look at things with the with an open mind. You know, you can't just look at things one sided or just from your point of view or perspective because you don't get to see the whole picture. And I'm bringing that up today because recently on the web there's been and you may have not seen it because maybe it was just like a local thing for where I'm at in my area. But it was a kid, a 14-year-old kid who was accused and let me let me say that again. 14-year-old kid, male, black, who was accused, not convicted, but accused of murdering someone a couple years ago and I believe he was sentenced to like Seven years in prison or something like that. Hold on, cause now I gotta make sure I fact check this shit, man. Cause I don't, I don't want to give y'all some wrong information. But actually, listen, this is I'm I'm not here to give you that story. I'm just here to give you a story. So, it was a kid, 14 year old. He was accused of murdering someone a couple years ago. So he's probably like 16, 17 now. Um, but he I guess he wasn't found guilty. Or maybe he was. I don't know. Um, but he, he, he was charged with some time. So I guess he was found guilty. Excuse me. Pardon me. Um, so, yeah. He was accused of it. I think he got charged with some time. Whatever. And, you know, this was online. So the comments, of course, were just, you know, really uh, just bashing the, the young man. And... You know, telling him, you know, just get ready for prison and, you know, he deserves it and, you know, can't, don't do the crime if you can't do the time. Those type of sentiments, you know, all towards this young man who is a 14-year-old kid. Then, in the same news, um, same news page, they had a female post, a 14-year-old girl who killed her sister, admittedly killed her sister. And, you know, you guessed it. The comments read like, oh, mental health is serious and prayers to that family and that little girl. And, you know, they should seek, uh, you know, hopefully she gets the help she needs mentally and, you know, so sad and sentiments like that. So, you know, just a, a little lesson on perspective here is, you know, you can't see things one-sided, you know. You can't see a black kid who was accused of something and, you know, was charged with it or whatever. And now he has to, you know, spend some time in prison. And But you don't know what that kid went through. 
You don't know the trauma that he's faced in his life. You don't know the circumstances that surrounded the situation. And ultimately, you weren't in that kid's shoes, so you don't know what was going on. You don't know what he was thinking. But on the other hand, y'all can't have empathy for him. But for a little girl who's the same age, who admitted that she killed her sister, her older sister, I believe it was, or maybe younger, I don't remember, but that's not important. Y'all can have empathy for her. And listen, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm surprised by this rhetoric or that this type of stuff, like I said, you know, comes to a surprise for me. But it just kind of goes to show that, you know, there's still this this stigma on black people when they do crimes that, you know, we're like premeditated and, you know, we're aggressive and, you know, it's just in our nature that we're this way and things like that. And these are false ideologies that aren't aren't fact based behind any type of science, you know. Um, I think if anyone is put in a position, then when it's it's survival and it's you or someone else, then you know basic human surviving instincts is you or me, you know. And we don't know if both the young teenage male and the young teenage female felt the same way you know they both could have felt like they were in life-threatening situations and did what they had to do to survive or it was premeditated or it was an accident or you know you you see what I'm getting at like there's so many variables that could have played a part and you can't jump to one conclusion and say that this is for sure the way that it happened and then go to another thing that's similar and say oh well this happened this way because whatever reason if you can justify one thing or find empathy then you can justify you can use that same you know reasoning with something else so you know what I'm saying all that to say is you really just have to just be open-minded when you're even discussing anything that you're unfamiliar with. If you don't know all the facts, just be open-minded, all right? Because if, if if you see something in the news and you read a headline or you hear the little news anchor person saying this, that, and the third happened, okay, why don't you ask yourself, okay, why is this news anchor person telling me this information? Why is what they're saying credible information? And why should I believe that these are all the facts that they're presenting? What, you can ask yourself the questions. What is the motivation behind reporting this story? And why are you telling me this? And what is your agenda? You know, because you got to be aware of that. There is agendas that's going on in these big companies and corporations to influence people and have them think a certain way. And it's been this way since a while now. You know, just like consumerism. You know, people feel like they need to buy things, consume things, 
it's a way of thinking. It's it was psychologically done to the population in society to make them believe that they have to keep buying things and replacing old things with new things. It's a it's it's ingrained. That's why they, they show so many commercials on TV and Super Bowl ads are so expensive because they're marketing and and trying to make you think that this is what you should have and this is what's hot and this is the new trend and this is what you should be a part of. It's the same thing in the news, man. It's the same thing in everything that you read, everything you see on TV. It's all trying to get you to think a certain way. So be mindful and think about the other perspective and think about the social factors that could have contributed to some of these things that you see. So, yeah, man, just like I said, man, be mindful, open minded, think about the other perspective and and formulate your own opinions based off of facts, man, not off of what other people saying. So let's get started, man. Um listen, um I rewatched Judas and the Black Messiah again and I gained something else from it. I learned something that like you ever see something and then, you know, kinda get a message and then you hear something or see something again. And you get a different message in it, you know? So I guess that's what happened to me when I watched, rewatched Judas and the Black Messiah. And I understood this. I understood that, you know, the title, the title itself Judas is one person, and the Black Messiah is another person. And for some reason, that just didn't register to me because I'm kind of slow sometimes. So it just didn't register. And Judas, hopefully y'all seen the movie by now. And I'm not giving any spoilers out. But even if I am, you can still watch the movie because, like I said, me rewatching it, I'm still learning stuff, you know, that I just didn't catch the first time. So Judas plays a role, you know. His role who is, um, he's portraying William O'Neill, who was an FBI informant, um, who basically helped the FBI uh, assassinate Fred Hampton in his home, in his sleep. Uh, So, yeah. Judas is this FBI informant who infiltrates the Black Panther Party and essentially helps destroys the Black Panther Party. And it made me think about, you know, this Judas role in society. Because the Judas the Judases, I'll just call them that, they're they're a real thing and they're out here every day. Uh, you know, and these Judas people, I'm, I'm more than certain can be any race, but in this instance, we're just going to refer to them as black people, 
black Judases. And these Judases' job and role is not to help or uplift, you know, the black community or black organizations that's trying to do something for the black community. Um, and you can think of a recent instance of a Judas in, you know, Pop Smoke's death or Nipsey Hussle's death or, you know, Malcolm X, if you want to go a little further back. Um, yeah, so basically these type of people are, they're planted, they're plants. And, you know, they're like I said, their whole their whole agenda is to destroy from within. You know, they play f- they play your friend and you know, they they act like they're going to, you know, assist you in your goals and what your vision is and things like that. But ultimately, they want to see your downfall. They want to see you fail and they do it at the expense of their own people, you know? That's why I say they can probably be of any race, but for in this instance, we're just going to stick to it as the African-American race. And I'm not even going to get into this racism, the real thing thing right now, because I can go off on a tangent for that. But, um, yeah, man, these Judas people, you know, they don't want to see you win. And they'll believe everything negative about you before they believe one good thing about you. So, in the movie, no matter what Judas or William O'Neill seen positive that Fred Hampton and the Black Panther Party was doing, he was still at the same time feeding information to the FBI agent, Roy Mitchell, who was then feeding it to his superiors to destroy Fred Hampton and the Black Panther Party, to assassinate Fred Hampton and the Black Panther Party. And William O'Neill, like I said, he was a Black Panther member. He was even the head of security um, of that chapter of the Black Panthers in Chicago. And like I said, he did Black Panther things and he played his role very well. But at the same time, he was selling out for some hundred dollars. I think for getting Fred Hampton killed, I think he received $300 for that job, for giving, um, what's it called, the blueprint of Fred Hampton's apartment, he like drew it out for, you know, the FBI agents. And after they carried out that assassination, they awarded him $300. You got probably the most influential black organization that was really doing something for black people in the last, what, 60 years or so the most influential people in organization you destroyed it you destroyed your people 
and the progression of your people for $300. And that's what I mean. These are the Judas's people. And don't don't get it confused with Judaism because that's a whole different thing. I'm just talking about Judas, the role of the character in the movie that represented what William O'Neill did to Fred Hampton in the Black Panther Party. That's all I'm talking about. So, yeah. These people, man, they're out here every day, all day. They might pretend to be your friends. They might go to places with you and they may do things with you. But secretly, they will sell you out. They will, you know, do whatever they need to do to make a quick buck or a quick come up or a quick, you know, viral moment at your expense or at the expense of all of us, you know. And we call these people venal. You know what I mean? Venal. That's what it is, venal. Which means that you can be bought with a certain price. And you don't want to be around people like that that can be bought. But yeah, man, that made me think also on this whole Meek Mill and 6ix9ine thing. And I think I might have talked about this briefly last podcast. But I don't like to talk about this guy 6ix9ine because I think he's a cancer to our culture. You know? He should not be allowed to do the things he's doing and portray the image that he's portraying and still be successful or still get, you know, attention and clicks and things like that. It's cancerous to our culture. And, I mean, it's just not fair that we can lose our good brothers like Pop Smoke and Nipsey Hussle XXX Tentacion, even Mac Miller, Juice World, you know, to either being murdered or um, dying by, you know, overdosing or something like that. But yet, someone that, you know, goes against everything that we stand for, everything that, you know, we are our ways of living, who goes against all of that is allowed to be in his culture and and thrive and make jokes and funnies and try to troll and have no repercussions for that. I think it's I think that's exactly a representation of Judas. And the music culture. That's exactly what that is. And Judas, you know, like I said, it can be represented in many different ways. It can be on a political level with the Black Panther Party. It can be in the musical level with this Meek Mill and 6ix9ine thing with 6ix9ine being Judas. It can be in your everyday life with just someone that you know. And, you know, they setting you up for a couple hundred, couple thousand dollars or, you know what I mean? It can be a, it can be a multitude of things. And that whole 6ix9ine thing, man, it's, it, it really bothers me because, you know, you know, hip-hop and, and this culture, it's been keeping everything relevant and keeping this world going. 
and being one of the number one inspirations for all kids and teenagers. Yeah, I mean, it's the number one music genre. And, you know, we we just can't have things like or people like that in this culture. And I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I mean, um, what else happened in the world, man? Uh, oh, before I leave that Meek Mill 6ix9ine situation, uh, yo, for you idiots out there who think that Meek Mill is a sucker or soft or whatever for sending his lawyers to request that he 6ix9ine take him out of his music video like if you don't see why he would do that then honestly like you're a part of the problem and your ways of thinking is is far behind the rest of of us forward thinking people and us just logical thinking people and and people who care about our images and and how we're viewed in this world and frankly you're not going to make a dollar off of my off my image or my likeness without my consent and if you think you could just throw me in a video because we had a little interaction that I ain't even want to happen or take place and now you're going to try to you know use that to monetize off of nah it don't go down like that remove me from your video yeah I mean or I'm coming for that bread that the government's paying you you know what I mean? And that's just what really what it is. So, what I bet you will happen is that they're going to take him out that little video that they that they did or that they inserted him into because they ain't trying to lose none of that paper that they paying him or that they protecting him with. You know? Pardon me. But yeah, we off that. That's that. <sighs> One of the fascinating things that I came across this week is, you know, just children and how children learn, how children grow, and how they think, how they just a lot about their growth. And, and basically... I know it's a lot of parents out there. I know so many people with kids, young kids, teenagers, um, young adolescents, uh, toddlers, whatever you want to call them. You know, mostly everyone you know these days have has a child or multiple kids. So, what I, basically what I want to tell you all about this is that Obviously, we were all children at one point. And I think I told y'all last episode that sometimes as children, <coughs> excuse me, we carry on trauma from childhood and then we never deal with it and we carry it into adulthood. And I was just telling you how, you know, those things can affect you today if you don't address them. Um, so basically what I want to say is just some more information on how children grow, how children think, and just to give y'all, you know, an idea in a life 
uh, a view into the life of a child. You know, so the first thing I want to say is that I think sometimes people have have the misconception that children are smarter than they are. You know, I've seen firsthand in many of instances where you know a child does something or they spill something or uh, they don't do something right, and then the parent you know, wilds out or yells or, you know, curses and things like that as if the child should have known better or should have done better or not spilled the drink, you know. And I think that sometimes people fail to realize that children only do, mostly, children only know what to do or how to do something based off of what they seen you do, what they seen someone else do, what you showed them how to do, or just basic instincts on how it's done. And if you didn't show them how to do something, or you didn't teach them how to do something, or you didn't help facilitate them doing something, then, I mean... How can you sit there and at the same breath get mad when a child doesn't do something right? Or I see it, you know, same thing. A child spills a drink because they're clumsy and they're a child, like a three-year-old. This is When I say child, this is what I'm referring to. I'm referring to like three-year-olds. Because I've seen people yell at three-year-olds or four-year-olds or five-year-olds as if they're supposed to just be these excellent jugglers of things and balance things on her freaking nose and shit. No, man. They're, they're still learning. They're still trying to formulate their motor skills and how to precisely do things. And Listen, they're clumsy. Alright? Three-year-olds, they do things aggressively and they do things without precision. By the time they're about four, maybe five, that's when precision comes along. That's when they start to do things um, to to be, like, symmetrical, to say the least. Um, so, like, think of, like, a three-year-old stack, stacking blocks. They might stack a lot of blocks aggressively, throw them all on top of each other, and it's not straight, but they're stacked high. But by the time that child reaches about five years old, then you'll see them stack less blocks more precisely on top of each other where they'll fit a shape into another, you know, to its spot that it's supposed to fit in more perfectly because now they're, they're, they're focused on trying to do things in a precise way instead of just doing them. You know, when, when toddlers are really small, like I said, they just want to do things just to do them. They don't necessarily want to do them to learn how to do them. They don't want to do them because they want to know the meaning behind it. They want to do it just to do it, just to get some energy out. They don't have reasoning yet. They don't have that that function to to really think and and reverse actions and and uh, attribute depth or. Another way to put it, per- 
perspective. They don't see other perspectives on things. They only see their perspective. Uh, so think about like if you ask a child, um, can mommy have a cookie? And the child just shakes their head yes. Yeah, I mean, the child doesn't think about that mommy wants a cookie because mommy's hungry. You know, they just think of, can I give mommy a cookie? Yes, I can. So they just shake their head yes because it's something that they can do. You know, they don't really think about the the, the, the perspective of the mom or uh, what else was I saying? That they don't understand depth or they can't reverse things. So um, I think another thing is called like conversion something like that so like if you have three different shapes of of bottles or something and you put water in each shape right one's very small and circular another one is similar to that shape and then the third container is long and sleek and you pour the water from first container to the second container you ask the child hey does this have the same amount of water as before? You know, a young a young child would say yes. It has the same amount of water as before. And then you pour that second container full of water into the third long, sleek container and say, does it have the same amount of water? That young child will say, no, it has more water now because they see the length and they think that the length means that there's more and they can't grasp that, you know, just because the shape is different doesn't mean that the properties of what's in it is different. You know what I mean? So you really got to be mindful and just be patient with children. And I guess that's why they say, you know, parenting requires patience. And I don't have children, you know. I don't want to make y'all feel like, you know, I'm the guy that knows it all. I'm just a guy that learns. And like I told you before, when I learn something, I feel like, why can't I give y'all free information? So, yeah, man, you got to remember that these young children, they don't really understand reasoning and things of that nature until about age seven. So, you know, up until then, you really have to be really patient because children are growing they're learning in different ways than than we think that they know things, you know. Uh, yeah, man, I mean, even the way they think, they don't even, you know how, like, when we think, we think inside of our head, and it's just, like, inner thought. It's called private speech. And then, have you ever seen a child, maybe that was, like, coloring a, uh, some pages or building some blocks, or putting a train together and they're thinking out loud if you ever was around them and they're thinking out loud like okay which piece should I put down first or should I put this piece on top of this piece if, I mean if you ever heard a kid talking out loud like that that means they're just now starting to you know get the sense of of thinking um, from their perspective you know and they're starting to understand perspectives. 
because when they start to do that private speech, then it's a way for them to like regulate their behavior and regulate their thoughts and regulate their emotions by thinking out loud. And they don't, they don't, they ain't master it yet, so they're not thinking in their head like, like we do as adults. But once they get to that point, then you know they're close to that point where, like I said, they're they're understanding reasoning and things like that, and they're able to make those conversions and and such. Uh, and I mean, I'm getting all this information. Uh, the book I'm, that I'm reading, it's on lifespan development. Uh, I think it's by like Kobe, C O L B Y. I want to say Yates or Bates, Kobe Bates, B A T E S, something like that. But it's really it's really good information. Um, that also you know goes to identify and highlight that you know um, accidents are still the number one cause of death for young children, followed by. Smoking, smoking is like a big, big, big threat to child health. And this is one of the things that, you know, I try to stress a lot because it's unfair for children who have to be exposed to smoke when they don't smoke. And you adults need to really stop being selfish and smoking around your children, even if it's just a cigarette, even if it's some weed, even if it's a black and mild, even if it's some incense burning. Yeah, I mean, it's a still smoke, bro. That's going into young bodies that aren't developed yet. Lungs aren't fully developed yet. And the, the, the smoke is obviously, it, it goes without being said. You know what smoke does to, to our bodies as adults. So what do you think it's going to do to a child's body? Yeah, I mean, and children are, more and more children in the United States are growing up with health problems, with asthma, and things like that because they're exposed to smoke at a young age, even, you know I mean, sometimes before birth. Um, so, yeah, man, as adults, if you have children... And you're thinking, you just think, oh, I'll just smoke some weed. It's weed. It's good for me. It should be good for the, no, no. Just stop that whole thought process. It's an ignorant way of thinking, and it's not true. Just find somewhere else to smoke, man. You don't have to smoke in front of your kids. Just, if they're in one room, go to another room. If, like, come on, figure it out. Figure it out. Another big problem today with children is that, they're not eating right. And obviously this falls on the parents because the parents are the ones that feed the children. And uh, what's going on is that children aren't having enough activities to do throughout the day. You know, their activities are are eating instead of actual educational activities or structured activities that can lead to school readiness. You know, children are just doing things all day without any, what's the word? Um, uh, con- I don't, I don't want to say construction. Uh, 
Man, why am I blanking on it? Structure. That's the word. They're doing things all day without any structure. And then they're just eating. And then they're going back to, you know, just being wild all day and then eating. But there's no structure in it. They're not doing any educational activities. They're not learning about, you know, the alphabet or identifying letters or identifying numbers or learning about numbers. They're learning about the months. They're learning about seasons. They're learning about words. And there's so much that you can teach a child, literally everything in the world. You can teach them. And, you know, if if you can't afford to put your child in a preschool or a daycare where they can learn, find time at home. Just say, make it up. If you have a five-year-old child, a four-year-old child who's not ready for first grade yet, and obviously it's a pandemic. So, yeah, just be like, hey, little Jessica, do you, or little TJ, hey, let's let's do school. Get your book bag, and uh, you could pack a little lunch and set up a different area in your house or your home, apartment, wherever, and, you know, spend an hour to have some activities with with your child you know you can find activities online free like a lot of parental stuff is free online like literally like you can check these government websites you can just check random uh pinterest or things like that for activities that you could do with your child listen i used to work in in a daycare facility so i know pinterest has a lot of activities that you can just go in there you can review um, you can save them that so you can view them later, and they're and they're all great. And children will do them because they just want to do shit. So once you start structuring that time for activities, then you're giving them this stuff to do. They're exerting energy. They're learning, and then you also listen. Children required they say two hours of of uh physical activity, exercise, and shit like that. So. You know, when it when there's a nice little 50-degree day out, you know, put your jacket on your child and take them to the park or let them take a walk around the block. Like, it's not that bad out. It's not freezing out. They're not going to get sick. They need to run anyway. You probably need to run too, so get outside, man, and see some sunlight. And even if it ain't sunny out, just get some fresh air and let your kids run around and let them start to build those social skills now around other children or just around other humans and adults. That way they know because, like I said, at that young age, they still don't grasp certain things. So, you know I mean, if, if your kid's outside playing and they've never been outside before and they don't, they don't have that wherewithal to know not to run in the street because a car might hit them. Like, they have to be outside they have to see cars going by that way you can explain to them hey you see that car don't run in the street because that car will hit you rather than you know the kid never being exposed to that situation and then getting hit because they ain't know better and now you're thinking you blaming a child because why the fuck did this child run in the street after a ball well they ain't know better and they never been in that situation to know better you never taught them about that situation. You know what I mean? Like, 
as adults, we're fooled because we think that because we know it, they're supposed to know it. But that's just not how it works. It's just not how it works, man. And I, I just want y'all parents to do better. Okay, stop. Um, putting your car, stop putting your babies in cars without car seats. And if they do, if you do put them in a car seat, make sure that they face the right way, which is the back of the seat. They're facing the back of the seat. They don't face the same way you face because it's, it's, it's not safe that way. Make sure you put the seat belt on the car seat to really secure it down. Make sure you, you have your kids in, if you don't put them in the car seat, and you just got them sitting in the back because you can't afford a car seat, at least put the damn the, the seat belt on them. At least. You know what I mean? Like, some of y'all just be just so reckless with your kids, and I just pray that, you know, those awful things that happen don't happen to y'all. I don't want y'all to learn that way. I'm here giving y'all free knowledge and the information is free online. If you can spend 40 minutes scrolling on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, you can spend 10 minutes learning how to be a better parent. You heard? So just it's bigger than you. Do it because they can't. your kids can't do it for themselves. And when they are able to do it for themselves, they will do it for themselves. And they're going to notice that you didn't do shit for them. I left that silent in there so you parents can get it. And if you're listening to this and you ain't got no kids, I'm sorry if you're ranting this long about this. You know, but take this information, pass it off to somebody you know that have kids. Break it down to them in a way where you're not coming off being judgmental or, you know, rubbing them the wrong way. Because I learned that when you give people criticism or you try to critique people's ways of doing things and really... You're just trying to help them, you know, just improve. People People don't take it that way. You tell somebody something about th- what they're doing, and they take it as you're attacking them or you're criticizing them. When in actuality, you just want to see them do better. You want to see them improve what they're doing. And you have to take it that way. You have to see, like, okay, I'm doing good at what I'm, whatever it is, and this person's telling me this. So why don't I take what they're saying as a way to improve whatever it is? And when it comes to parenting, no one has this shit figured out. No one has perfect children. So you might have some good kids and you might have some bad kids. You might have kids that really get it the first time you tell them. And you might have kids that you got to break it down to them three different ways or just keep going over it over and over until they get it. But everyone learns different, you know. Just think about it when you get a job and, you know, you have a trainer who's just teaching you something and you're just not getting it. But someone else comes along, explains it a different way, and now all of a sudden you got it. Like, you have to have that same patience with children. And I'm not going to be the dead horse. I'm going to get off of this here shortly. But, yeah, man, just just keep that stuff in mind, man, because it, it just – the kids are the future, and, you know, let's just set them up for success in whatever way we can. But enough about that. 
Hey, welcome home, man, to the boy, Bobby Frickin' Schmurda, the original hot nigga, the original, you know what I mean, a real one, you know, welcome home, man, hey, listen, cheers to that, let me take a sip from my cup. Cheers to Bobby, man. I'm happy he made it. I didn't believe it until, you know what I mean, I seen him online and things like that because, you know, we heard this this story a few times. I think it was last year. They said he was getting out, then it got pushed back. Then they said he was getting out, then it got pushed back. I think they did the same thing with Max B for real a few times. So, I don't really believe these things until I see it, but it is official. Bobby's finally home. And, you know, the the... The hip-hop culture, and more importantly, Bobby, I mean, we just, it just couldn't be a better time to come and, and, you know, just be home and get acclimated to a new world. You know, it's different than it was six, seven years ago when he first came out. You know, I hope he gets to spend time with his with his family, and if he has kids, his kids, and, you know, his, his peoples and shit like that, so... You know, I'm just happy that a real one came home. I know how it is. Like I said, I got a brother that's sent behind them bars, and his days is almost here. And I'm trying to give him the same type of welcome home as the great Bobby Schmurter got. So, you know, just shout out to all the real ones that's that's in in jail, behind the bars, facing their time, serving, paying their debt to society. You know what I mean? That's something that we got to really... I feel like there's a stigma in that as well. Like, people pay their debts to society, and then society treats them like shit. And I don't want to, you know, perpetuate that at all because I believe in second chances, and I believe that, you know, people can learn and change and be different people than they were. I mean, I've I seen recently that the longest-serving juvenile just got out of prison Something like that. I don't even know if I said that right. But anyway, the guy was like 16 when he went to jail as a juvenile. And he just got out. And he's 81, 82 or some shit like that. The man spent almost 70 years behind bars for uh, some shit he did as a teenager. I think he went on like a stabbing spree with him and some friends. This was back in like 19, whatever the fuck 70 years ago was from 2021. Because he just got out like a week or two ago. Um, And yeah, man, I mean, for real, for real, that's a long ass time to be in jail. Like, if somebody went to jail when they were 16, before they were an adult, and before their brain is fully developed, and shit like that, before they can even really, I mean... You know how it is, man. You're not, as a 16-year-old, you just don't know yet. You just don't know the things that you need to know. Especially if you're not around the right people, don't have the right environment. And, you know, it just, you just got to take those factors into consideration. So, me personally, I don't think he should have done almost 70 years in jail when you were a 16-year-old. Now, if he was like, 24, 26, 27, committed these crimes, even 20, 
right, I, I, I would understand it, but as a teenager, 16, he could have been like 15 for real. I, I, I don't know. I just know he was a teenager. It wasn't 17, though. So he was either like 14, 15, or 16. And he got out, and he's like 80 now. And it's like, I mean, yeah, I'm glad that he gets to live his life. But how much how much life does he even have left to live? I mean, when you spend almost 70 years in jail, bro. Like, you you allowed this man not to see anything that happened over the past 70 years except prison, except jail. I just don't think that's right. I don't think we should live in a society like that. Not when someone makes a mistake at 16. You know what I mean? I think he could have did like 30 years. Got out when he was like 40-something. I think that would have been a good debt to pay. 20 years. And prayers to the families, you know, I don't want to I don't want to sound insensitive that I'm advocating for people to commit crimes and get off easy. No, but you got to think of the time then and the time now. So when he committed those crimes, it was probably in the 40s. Maybe. I don't know if that math adds up. Um. The 50s, maybe, when it was still a lot of uh, prevalent and overt racist, racism and prejudice shit going on, segregation going on. So, I mean, think of the time. Think of the, think of the social context that, that was going on. So, you're telling me that that was in 19... 80, 1990, when the world was completely different than it was in 1950 or 1940. Y'all couldn't give this man a second chance out here. Even in the early 2000s, couldn't give him a second chance out here. But whatever, man. I just feel like we just keep being disproportionately uh, sentenced to these longer terms. At ages when, you know, we should be rehabilitated instead of punished for not making better decisions. But, uh, yeah, man, you know, just prayers to everybody involved in that, too. Uh, That was another random rant. I was on some Bobby shit. Welcome home, Bobby. Uh, Yo, so... um, Yo, prayers out to uh, Roddy Rich. Uh, I think I seen that there was a shooting at one of his video shoots, like a literal gun shooting. You know, just listen, man. This rap shit—it's a dangerous job and a dangerous occupation. And you know, we we try to you know reflect our art and the music and and just. You know, we don't want to live these ways, but we, we have to tell the story of, of the things that we saw and the ways that we came up. But we don't have to live like that, yo. Like, we don't have to lose anybody else for some senseless violence. So I'm glad that, you know, I think it was somebody else there too with Roddy Rich, but I'm just glad that he's still here 
and no one was hurt. It might have been Pooh Shiesty or something. I don't want to. I don't. I don't. Don't fact. Don't. Don't quote me, man. Do your own research. I just know Roddy Rich was a part of it. I see things in passing, and you know I just think it's important sometimes to to, to bring it to y'all attention. But yeah, um, yeah. Prayers out to him and everybody that's involved in that. And I'm glad we still got all our kinks here. Uh, man, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of stuff that's been going on. Um. So, I don't know if y'all seen that movie or the show on Netflix. I've been watching a couple random good shows lately and movies. Um, I'll start with the movie first, actually. So, the movie I saw was called Red Dot. And they have a version that's not in English, and then they have a version that is in English. So, obviously, I watched the one that was in English because the first time I tried to watch it, it wasn't. But it's a really good movie. I think it takes place in maybe, like, Canada or something. Or... No, nah, it's not Canada. I don't know where it is, but it's really good. Just I don't want to talk about it yet. Just go check that movie out called Red Dot. Uh, of course, Judas and the Black Messiah. Y'all should check that out if you didn't already. Uh, the Little Things. I fell asleep on that. I'm going to try to watch that again. Uh, C- Cecil Hotel. It's a show on Netflix. I've seen the first few episodes. It's really good and really weird. It's one of those documentaries that is like a psychological thriller. Um, I don't know what happened yet because, like I said, I'm only on, like, the fourth episode or maybe the fifth one. But it's just crazy how I'll tell you, you know, what happened. There's a lady who was, like, a foreigner, and she moved to California she stayed at the Cecil Hotel, and then she just vanished, you know? And so there's a lot of conspiracies and a lot of theories going around about what happened to her throughout the documentary, but it's really good, and if you're into that type of stuff, go check that out. And the new season of Snowfall just came out, and I'm excited, but I'm not too excited because... I never watched it before. So, I was chilling with a friend, and she had told me that, you know, she had watched it all, all the seasons. Uh, it's season four now, so she watched all three of the seasons prior. And, you know, I remember back, a while back, I started to watch Snowfall. But I think I just, I don't know. I don't know what was going on in the world at that time. Actually, I know what was going on. <laughs> I had two girlfriends at the time, so they were taking a lot of my time, and, you know, that was that was a little more fun than watching TV at the time, so that's what was going on, um, but, so, I was, I was chilling with a friend, and she was telling me how Snowfall was just really good, and I'm like, yeah, I remember I seen the first episode, but I just never kept watching, so I threw it on, continued to watch it, and man, listen, this show is one of the best shows I've seen. And, you know, the late, great John Singleton is a producer on it. Um, and he just, it's, it's phenomenal. It's, it, it's giving you like three, I think it's like three, two, three, 
three perspectives uh, of three different like groups of people all kind of doing the same thing. They're involved in the same thing. And they're all kind of interrelated, but I don't think they really know how interrelated they are. But it, it's 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 not typical. It's not like your typical show. And it's just really, really good. Like, especially from Jump. Like, once you start, like, just watching it, a lot of crazy stuff start, starts happening early on. And they're up to four seasons now, so I'm really excited to just see everything that I've missed over the past three, four years. And I, I can't wait to catch up and, and, and really talk about what's going on today. But if you haven't seen the show Snowfall, it's on FX, which is also on Hulu. Um, I don't know which days the, the episodes drop, but if you're caught up, then I think you can watch it like like three in the morning that night when it drops. If not, if you're like me and you're, you're starting from scratch, it's on Hulu. Check it out. Snowfall. And you won't be disappointed, man. Really good show. I recommend it. Five out of five. Uh, damn, I wanted to mention something uh, before the snowfall conversation. Ah, oh, man, my memory's so bad. Ah, oh, fuck. I can't remember right now, but it was it was really good. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, Money Heist. I think the new season comes out in April. So I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be really good. Um, And yeah, I don't think I'm really looking forward to anything else right now that I can think of. If I do think of something, you know, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it next time. Um. But till then, yo, check out Snowfall. Um, check out that Cecil Hotel. Check out Red Dot. Check out Juice and the Black Messiah on HBO Max. Um, and yeah, man, just you know, try to try to just enjoy yourself while you can this weekend. If you ain't got nothing to do, that's some things to watch. Um, I was gonna talk about. Uh, social media and how it changed over the past few years and adjusting to it in ways that, you know, you, you should be, be trying to adjust to it. But for now, I'll say that, um, hey, man, make sure you use social media correctly. Don't let it use you. I know it's really easy to be susceptible to, you know, the ways of, of social media and you know, just being on it for hours of the time, hours at a time, um, not really being productive, just kind of going into a black hole of swiping and searching and seeing things, and you know how that goes. I mean, if 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 you're like me when I was younger, and when YouTube first came out, and they had millions of conspiracy theories, and you would go in that rabbit hole of just watching one video about this and then you'll see a video like it and then you click that and shit like that basically what i'm saying is just try not to get caught up in that man it's not good for your mental health it's not good for just your ego and and your confidence and things like that 
and it's not good for whatever you're trying to accomplish if you're not using it correctly you know um watched a documentary on netflix called damn what's that what's that movie called um it's called the something one second because i gotta find out exactly what it's called The social network, uh, the social dilemma. That's what it's called. The social dilemma on Netflix, and it just kind of tells you how these social media apps work and how they are using users to make money. And if you're on social media and you're not making money, then it's making money off of you. All right. And if you're trying to work towards making money off of it, then just keep working towards it. If you if you got an idea of how the algorithms work and how things work, just keep keep doing what you're doing. But if you're just on there and you know you're spending hours at a time and you're not getting anything done because you're just looking at other people's pictures and comparing your life to their life and being depressed and having anxiety and things like that, then Listen, this is what I recommend you to do. I did it a few years ago, and I think everybody should should just do it. Take a social media break. Take a cleanse, man. I think I went like two years without any social media, and I felt so, so good. I felt so alive. I felt so grounded. I felt so present. I just I felt good. I didn't have too much worries. And I think everyone should do it, man, like, I actually deleted all my accounts at a time. Like, I didn't just deactivate them shits. I, like, deleted them Jones. So I had nothing. I had no Facebook, no Instagram, no Snapchat, no Twitter, and whatever else was out there. I didn't have any of it. The only negative thing about it was I wish I'd have just deactivated it because I lost contact with a lot of people that I wish I still you know, had contact with, um, so now it's trying to, it's kind of hard to regain those, um, those connections that I had with people that I lost, because, you know, people change usernames and things like that, and it's hard to find people now, um, especially starting from scratch, but what I can recommend you to do, like I said, is just deactivate your accounts for, just, like, just try a week, you know, try to go a week without it. I'm not. I'm not gonna try to put that year or or two like I did on y'all. It just happened to be that way. Like, I think my initial goal was just like two weeks, and then I made it to like a month, and then I just I didn't look back after that. But uh, yeah, man. Um, yeah, give yourself a little cleanse from it. Uh, just take a break. You know, you know it's. You'll feel good afterwards. You'll feel way more productive. Um, you'll have time to just, like, it'll feel like a, I feel like social media is kind of like smoking cigarettes, you know. You don't really notice how much you do it until you stop doing it. Um, so just take a break. Take like a, like I said, a week break and then just see how much other stuff you can get done and see how much other things that you can do when you're not spending so much time on social media and I also equate the same thing to 
video gaming. Um, I know a lot of people that video game, and like I said, there's nothing wrong with that either, but take a break. If you take a break and then realize how much other things you can get done with that, you know, those couple hours of or more that you play video games and take a break from that and do some other shit, you'll just, you'll really just be a little more productive and then when you get back into it, I feel like you won't probably do it as much. You won't social media as much. You won't game as much. You won't fill in the blank here as much, you know. So it's important to take breaks from things and not, you know, just overstimulate yourself with certain things or um, overindulge in certain things. So, you know, just continue to take care of your mental health, of course. And... And yeah, just look out for yourself, man. Just look out for yourself. Uh, man, um, listen. I I just want to tell y'all again, man. I really appreciate y'all checking me out and listening every week. It's not something that you know that I even think is gonna happen. Like when I post these these episodes. I sometimes I wonder, like, will anybody listen to this joint? Will anybody check it out? And y'all do every time, every week. And you know, I just want to let y'all know again that I'm grateful. I'm I'm appreciative. And without y'all, I wouldn't even keep doing this. So you know, y'all motivate me to do this every week. I appreciate y'all for checking me out. Hey, if you could really fuck with your boy, listen, I got the premium, um, on Podbean so that y'all can pay like ten dollars and you'll have all the episodes um you know you'll own them just like just like own them you'll you'll have your copy too it's just like buying music from your favorite artist you know um so yeah man if you, you buy it then you'll have your collection that you can collect and download and save and stuff like that and i think you can download you know the regular ones just too but you know, if you want to buy it and support, then you know, I appreciate it. If not, that's okay. We ain't got to worry about that. Listen, we still learning and growing, and we still connecting and vibing. And, you know, maybe we'll cross that bridge at another time. But, you know, I just want to extend my, my appreciation and my gratitude to y'all because y'all are the real deal. And I appreciate it. All right, so I'm going to touch on some quick topics so we can get out of here and wrap this up. I don't want to keep y'all too much longer. Um, new music. Let's see. Let's see. What came out today? Um, I don't really see too much, bro. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I don't see too much. Uh, listen, I, the music I'm playing today is still the same shit I've, I've been playing. Uh, I'm still listening to the Judas and the Black Messiah soundtrack. Still listening to the Lucky Day Table for Two. Uh, still listening to my older music, Georgia Smith, Lost and Found, My Dear Melancholy, The Weeknd, Morning After by Division. A Seven Streeter got a new song called Guilty with Chris Brown and ASAP Ferg. Song is nuts. It's a, it's a straight slapper. 
I'm still listening to Val VVO1. Hey, listen. I finally dropped the video to a song I've recorded. A, uh, yeah, I wrote it a couple years ago. It's called While I'm Here. So what y'all can do is go to YouTube, search Green Light. No, take that back. Search Shot by Green Light, all one word, space, TV. All right, and if you go on this page, it's my boy's page. He's been he's been beasting these videos out left and right. He got videos with you know artists such as um, D Jones out of Philly. Uh, I got a lot of local artists. He's working with artists in different cities, New York and shit like that. And listen, my boy is a, is a beast behind the camera. But anyway, if you go to that page on YouTube, you'll find my video in there. It's Omar Omar. The song is called While I'm Here. If you don't remember, search Shot by Greenlight Space TV. Just search Omar Omar While I'm Here. And my video is up there. Go check it out. Go support your boy. Um, worked hard on the video. It was cold out, but we did it. The video's hard. I'm proud of it. Like I said, it's a song I wrote two years ago. Um, and it's all true, man. It's all facts. I don't really write about things that I don't know I haven't been through or that I don't know someone else to have gone through. It's a song that I made um, just to get over some shit that I was going through. And when I wrote it, that's how I felt. Um, so to bring the video out to life now, it, it was really good. Shout out to Greenlight for that. Um, and yeah, man, I got a lot more in store for y'all. Like I said, I'm taking this trip and... On this trip, I am shooting more videos and shooting more stuff. And I mean, I can't wait to give that to y'all. I don't even want to give y'all too inf too much information because somebody might try to bite my idea. And I mean, I don't want that to happen because I ain't seen nobody doing what I'm going to do. So search while I'm here, Omar Omar, YouTube, check out my video, like it, comment. Subscribe to the channel because um, I'm gonna post. I'm gonna have more videos there. Check out Green Light; he's official. Um, share my video on your platforms. Tag me in it. You know what I mean? And I just might bless your your, your cash app with some uh, weekend money for you to go parlay with. So, yeah, man, do that, and I got you, man. Real shit. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna, ain't no cap. What they say, no kizzy. I mean, I got you. And that's what's that's what's up. But other than that, I ain't seen no no more new music. Um NFL. <sighs> Listen, nothing new. Nothing new happened. I ain't gonna talk about shit that is rumored because that's just a waste of time. NBA, uh Listen, All Star Game came out. I told you all the reserves and the starters. Actually I don't know if I told you all the reserves. But in the West, I think they were Chris Paul, Donovan Mitchell, um, Rudy Gobert, um, someone else, uh, East. Listen, man, I don't really remember. Y'all can y'all can check this stuff out. 
I ain't gonna do y'all like that. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm check it out. I'm gonna see, give y'all exactly who the reserves is and stuff like that. I ain't gonna shortchange y'all. Um, so Devin Booker he replaced Anthony Davis because obviously he's injured and the Lakers have been suffering and sucking lately. I think they lost like three, four straight since AD went out and he wasn't playing the best anyway, but. To not have him is really, really hurting them. Um, the fuck is this damn all-star picks? My bad, y'all. I'm just trying to find this out. All right, so in the West, we got Anthony Davis. Paul George, Rudy Gobert, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, and Zion Williamson. And in the East, we got Jalen Brown, James Harden, Zach Levine, Julius Randle, shout out to the Knicks, Ben Simmons, Jason Tatum, Nikola Vucevic. So, congratulations to all of them. Uh, I think the East is really loaded this year. I think they should win it, but you never know. Um, Because they got Dame over there in the West, Donovan Mitchell. I think Steph is a starter. Um, Paul George, they got a squad still, man. Uh, So, yeah, man, the, the, the Lakers have been losing a lot. They just got blown out by the Jazz. And they, Brian ain't got no help. Shooter's out. Davis is out. I mean, who else is going to really do anything? Let's be honest. The Knicks is, is still doing well. They still balling. Shout out to Julius Randle making the all-star team. I think, is this his first time? I'm pretty sure this is his first time. Yeah. Zach Levine, Jalen Brown, Julius Randle. All first-time all-star selections. So that's dope. The Knicks got an all-star. I think it's their first one probably since Melo. And... Yeah, man, I mean, my Knicks is about to be back in the playoffs. And we ain't going to win it, but it's going to be good to see because it's definitely been a while. Um, I don't think there's any, any like, big news in the NBA that's going on. Meek Mill apologized for that Kobe bar. That was kind of trash. So, I mean, that's that. NASCAR ha- got their first Arab female driver, so I think that was pretty dope. I think she's going to race this weekend in, like, the Daytona or some shit. Um, uh, there's, like, some in, like, political news. I think they're investigating, I think it's New York's governor, Andrew Cuomo. I think he's the governor or he's the mayor. He's one of the two. I don't know what the fuck he is, but it's like some abuse fucking shit or sexual abuse or something like that case. Uh, everyone's calling on an investigation for it. So, yeah, I mean, he probably did that shit, but we'll give him the benefit of the doubt until he sees a court. That, that's all I know about that. I've seen that shit at the gym. I didn't really like watch the news and, and catch what was going on. So I don't know. Um, 
and yeah, man, I think that I think that's all I got for y'all today. Listen, 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 listen. Let's take criticism not as criticism, and let's just look at it as a way to improve. Okay, not everybody's gonna cheer for you when you're when you're when you feel like you're winning, when you feel like you're doing good. You still gotta keep putting the work in, and you still gotta just keep chasing after your goals even though you feel like nobody believes in you all you need is you to believe in you and you can get anything done and you can achieve anything all right um take care of your mental health take care of your physical health eat healthy as well fruits and vegetables you could live off of water too try to stay away from red meats stay away from pork and dairy products is i mean it's not the best for you either if you're black or Hispanic, I mean these these health problems are easily susceptible to diabetes, high cholesterol, obesity, overweight. Yeah, I mean these are things that you can avoid just by eating differently. So, if you haven't been to the doctor in a while, just go get a doc. Go go to the doctor get a checkup. Just all you need to do is get your blood work done. Ask to get your blood work done and, and see the results. And they'll tell you if you have high cholesterol, if you have diabetes, if you have pre-diabetes, if you're on the verge of high cholesterol, if you're overweight, etc. Okay, so health is wealth. If if you don't care about those type of things and you know you're just going to die anyway, like all of us, and you know when your time comes, your time comes, then don't worry about it. This isn't for you, but if you're just trying to live just... If you're trying to better your chances, I'm not going to say this is going to help you live longer. If you're trying to better your chances, then just get a little checkup, man. If you don't want to get a checkup, that's fine. You can still just pretend. Pretend that you're on, you're on the verge of high cholesterol. Pretend you're on the verge of pre-diabetes or diabetes. And just change your eating habits. All right? Don't eat late at night. Um, you really don't have to eat in the morning. Just drink water, maybe eat some some fruit or something, some light fruit. Eat a nice lunch. Listen, I should be like a life coach or something, man, because I really feel like I'd be having the, the, the information, the keys, you know. Um, but, yeah, man, listen, eat healthy, stay active, stay mentally fit, stay mentally ready, plan and prepare and progress you know that's the three p's if you remember anything i said off this podcast this episode just that's the takeaway plan prepare progress hey one more and pray all right so i hope everybody has a good weekend hope everybody you know has fun or just relaxes uh spend time with some family or friends your children, whomever can make you smile. Read a book. Watch a movie. Learn something this weekend. Try a new hobby or try something new. If the weather permits, go outside. And yeah, man, I will check y'all out again. Thank y'all for tuning in. It's your boy, O. I'm out.